When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome Sean Springs into a special edition of the Tim May podcast here right now. And Sean, you and I go back a long way. We'll talk about that on some other podcast. But uh, <laughs> you go you go back a long way with uh, Dwayne Haskins Jr. And I know yeah. the, the news of the weekend hits you sideways, just like it did everybody else. Probably like a two by four upside the head. But just, uh, just what are your immediate thoughts when you think about Dwayne Haskins Jr.? What he meant to you? You know, you you helped really kind of get his quarterback and career going really, you know, when, uh, and when he was 11 or 12 years old and you saw him at a, at a little camp, I think it was in New Jersey. And mm-hmm. uh, you urged his mom and dad, to, Hey, move him down into the Washington area, like this bullet school or something like that, where he yeah. could get even better tutelage, but just pick it up from there, man, your first impressions of this young man. But, but first, you know, I don't want to give a little background before I ask you just how this news hits you, but how did it hit you on Saturday? Yeah, well, you know, um, I was devastated, man. I'm still in shock a little bit about the whole uh, Dwayne situation. Obviously, he is like a son to me and grew up with my kids. And I've been knowing Dwayne since he was 12 years old. And, and, you know, and it was just, it's just, you know, I've never been in a position where I've lost a parent. But I've never been in a position where someone like a son to me or a, a, a child to me or a little brother, however you want to put it, yeah, um, goes before me, right? He's 24 years old. <laughs> so you never think about it like that. So that was one thing. And, and then, um, you know, it's just, you know, just trying to get through it, man, day by day. You know, you're hearing all the amazing stories about Dwayne. Obviously, I'm still, <clears throat> for me, I'm still in shock. So. You know, I don't really, I haven't really spoken about it too much to the media or anything because it's, it's personal to me. But yeah. you know, I'm here today with you, brother. I know, Sean. You and I go way back, man. I mean, yeah. Hey, you can say it now, Mr. May. I'm the best cornerback in college football. Never forget <laughs> that coming off the field at the Rose Bowl. So you ready to declare for the NFL draft yet? No, no, not yet. <laughs> well, well you, I used to tell you that before we went to the Rose Bowl. I think I told used to tell yeah. you that every day after practice and stuff. And yeah. Uh, you know, you were, it, man. It, hey, it, you were. That's another day. And Tim, you wrote a story on me and stuff, and um, you know, kind of always encouraged me, man. Like, you know, just keep working, man. And you, you became like family. You know, I think you covered the team, but you was yeah. more like family to like a lot of the guys. You know, you know, at oh. that time, 18, 19, 20 years old, man. You give us little pointers here and there, and like. Honestly, I, I would say, you know, we deeper podcast between our relationship, but you were one of the first people who actually taught me how to interview, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Like, you know, you was coaching us up at the time because the way you presented the questions, like, hey, this, 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 and this, and then you would talk to us afterwards and some of the things that you didn't put on record because we might have misspoken or something, you, you knew what we were trying to articulate, man, and oh, yeah. you really took care of us back then, brother. Yeah, it's like, you know, like a farmer all of a sudden getting a, sho- a microphone shoved in his face. You know what I mean? Uh, right. Asked about the drought. Well, he, you know, he didn't probably, you know, yeah, some people need some some help along the way. I never got the check from you guys, though. I mean, I appreciate that. <laughs> I want to ask you this, O'Shawn. From the get-go, 
Right. This kid impressed you. Dwayne Haskins Jr. impressed you. I remember writing a story about it with you talking about him uh, for the Columbus Dispatch. And just, you know, like you said, your little boy could throw the ball up at like 20, 25 yards. All of a sudden, this guy's, you know, from his ear, he's yeah, flicking it like 50, who, right? Yeah, who was this high school kid out there, man, with yeah. all these other little kids, man? And then you see, you know, he was a little heavy set at the time and his had yeah. a little round face and stuff. And I mean, he had a cannon on him, man. I remember he came up to me and said, hey, Mr. Springs, you know, you know, and I say, hey, you know, and Skylar introduced Mr. Wayne. And next thing you know, he was telling me how he played with me and Madden. So and he was a big Ohio State fan. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. You've seen that video of him, you know, in the Ohio State weight room when he came on a visit yeah. with his dad way yeah. back when he was 11, 12, about that same time frame, you know, yeah. wearing that number seven jersey. And uh, mm-hmm. boy, just he always he always exuded. Uh, this is the best way. He always exuded a confidence and an air. He had an air about him. I don't know if you agree. Not all little kids do. You had an air about you, man. I mean, there was, there was, yeah, you had things to learn, et cetera. And it's, my, my, one of your famous lines to me too was, hey, I didn't tell him to redshirt me my first year. Remember, because you stayed four years. You just didn't, you know, you left after your quote junior year. But uh, I mean, you always had this air about you that was like, a little bit farther reaching than maybe some players, you know, and uh, I'm right. talking about far thinking uh, of where you were headed and stuff. And right. he kind of had that about him too. Cause like you said, man, yeah. he was breaking down defenses when he was 11, 12, 15 years old. Right. Yeah. I never, I recall a time watching a little tape and I think it was an all-star game and, you know, we watched tape and he threw a seam route and it was <laughs> a little bit like, Short, and then I said, next time you got to put it right over top of the linebackers, and like three three plays later, on the same tape, he had already made that correction himself in that game, and I was like, well, see that throw, you already you could already do it. So, you know, Dwayne, he was that kid. You know, he had a vision. You know, he knew from day one where he wanted to, um, what he wanted to accomplish, and all he needed was people in his life to support him and give him the, you know, the direction. Like, here's how you do it. You want to go to Ohio State? I got you. I got this very first workout. Let's go to the field. Let me see how you run. Right. And we just ran and he almost died. And it might have been like one gasser, but he almost died. And I was like, well, when you can run five, six of these and you can still stand up and then go do your workout, then you then you're able to go to Ohio State. And I just, you know, and it's so funny because uh, we talked about that, you know, because he was going he was thinking about going to Maryland, play for Coach Loxley. And that's what those guys at the time. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, because we were nervous about, you know, how State didn't have a running quarterback and he's not a runner, he's a pocket passer. So we, we were nervous about, you know, just what the situation would be like with, you know, with Coach um, Myers there. Yeah. And then Coach Herman, I think, was the coach at the time who was recruiting him. And, and it was always weird because, you know, I had to get, you know, special permission. But when I when they went back and realized that, like, no, I'm like he – Actually, it's like my kid. <laughs> yeah. like, like this, no, this ain't no, like I found the top recruit overnight. I found him at 10, 11, you know? So, but um, he just had a, a drive about him and he was, you know, excited about just, you know, just being the best, you know? And, I, you know, and, and it wasn't easy for Dwayne because, you know, he had to work hard at Bullets and then he he gets to Ohio State and he's like third on the depth chart. And I had to give him a story. I was like, dude, I was fourth on the depth chart. At least you're third, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then, you know, he stuck in there, hung in there with JT. When we in the era where kids like to transfer, transfer, we, we we just talked about it, man. And we, you know, and he's hung in there. Yeah. 
I mean, it's crazy because he did commit to Maryland early and then uh, what coach Edsel was there, got fired and mm-hmm. uh, coach Loxley left. And, uh, and uh, like you said, all of a sudden he was a free agent. Like Urban said, they had a kid committed. I can't remember, can't remember because they had a couple of kids back and forth, you know. And uh, all of a sudden they needed a quarterback. And Coach Meyer said, you know, he immediately called up, uh, you know, called Dwayne. And next thing you knew, he was at his house or visiting his school. And next thing you know, he committed to Ohio State. That had to be a big day for you, though, didn't it? Uh, that that he ended up finally ended up going to Ohio State. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I love, you know, at that time, you know, I loved Ohio State. I still love Ohio State, obviously, you know, with my family tradition and, and how we feel about Ohio State. But, you know, it was at that, it was the best for Dwayne. You know, it was all yeah. about, sure. you know, what made him happy and the best situation for him. So he was never pressured to go to Ohio State. In fact, I never even talked to him about Ohio State until, you know, when the coaches started to come around. I was like, oh. Had my first offer from Ohio State. I was like, oh yeah, man, that's good, you know. And then, you know, we talked about like, who else did you get, right? You know, yeah. And uh, yeah. so yeah, I like how you tried to stay impartial. That that's a good good sign. It's good quality by you, Sean. It's probably why you're a good salesman. I wanted to ask you this. Uh uh did you I'm sure I'm sure you've talked to him in recent years and stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, was there a sense exactly <laughs> was there a sense that uh had he found a new sort of like uh yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like I said, he he is as good a quarterback as I ever saw play quarterback at Ohio State for what he did. He mm-hmm. he forced Urban Meyer, um, literally, to change his yeah. offense. I mean, that's how right. good he was. You know, yeah. Like you just talked about, Urban always liked a guy that could run and throw. They were always looking for the most talented guy they could get. But running was always, always a really yeah. good part of that. And, you know, let's face it, Dwayne didn't run until he got to Maryland in it one game, and he had to. You know, right. uh, you know, yeah. and I'm sure you remember that, you know, he came all of a sudden, who's this guy? But my right. point is, uh, you know, you, you just, I look at him as that the way he snowballed his, uh, that year and just became this great quarterback in 2018 after leading to the victory in 2017 off the bench at Michigan, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then he gets to the NFL. He's a first round draft pick and everybody's expecting this, this, and this, as you mm-hmm. well know, you played in the NFL for all those many years um, mm-hmm. it doesn't always click with some people That's immediately, right. right? And and the situation's not always ideal. But right. did you feel for him what he was going through the last couple of three years, especially at Washington, when things didn't work out? Well, exactly. And we and we had some long discussions and talks about it, but you know, part of it is coming into the to the NFL. I used to always grade Dwayne, he'd tell you. Like, you know, when he first got in Ohio State, he said, we starting over, you at 60%, right? Yeah. I'll let you know when you get up to like 90%, 95 like a Madden rating. And the same thing started in the NFL. Like, I, you had 60% starting all over, right? And, yeah. uh, and, you know, it was a tough situation in Washington because obviously it's home. But, you know, for some reason, it had change of leadership, coaching, recruiting, and there was talk about – you know, they didn't really want him in Washington and Coach Rivera was going to give him a little shot, but he didn't really have no practice. So he just came into a tough situation. And then, he, you know, he made some knucklehead mistakes. We talked about those guys, but I told him it is what it is. Like, it's not like other players, you know, haven't made mistakes before. But I also had to explain to Dwayne the difference between a corner or a receiver, you know, doing things versus a quarterback who's the executive CEO of the team. And it, you know, and that started to kick in, especially when he went play for Coach Tomlin, where I think that's where I started to see over the last six months. He was just, or over the last year, been in Pittsburgh, he just was, you know, like, what's the word, reinvigorated, you know, just yeah. being there, 
in that organization. And I think Ben Roethlisberger did a wonderful job of just, you know, you know, obviously he was coming to the end of his career. So he, he felt comfortable being around Ben and Ben helping him. And I think he learned a lot from Ben. And then Mike Tomlin, who's an excellent coach and a great motivator, was just telling him, like, you got a shot here. So I yeah. think he was. I know he was changing. He was taking t- chess lessons. We talked last week and he was telling me about chess lessons. So. Chess lessons. Mm-hmm. What do you think was what do you think was up there? Just uh, the develop his mind uh, even more. What, know, what, just, what do you think is going on there, man? You know, you just try to do something different and stuff. So we started laughing about that. And, uh, you know, you know, unfortunately, he went down to Florida to throw with some of his teammates. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that was a good sign, too. Right. That uh, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, he's throwing with this guy that uh, is going to mm-hmm. be competing for the yeah. same job he is, Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, the other quarterback didn't show up. But yeah. Hey, well, last thing, Sean, uh, did, you've been around pro football. You were around pro football a lot and stuff. Did do you think Dwayne in the right situation? Do you think he had the goods? Do you think he had the goods to finally? I do. I think yeah. you know. Well, I tell people all this time, and it's like, well, you know, college is different. And the guy, I was like, well, a guy for not starting, obviously, but one year those fifty touchdowns in the Big Ten. I was yeah. like, that's not disrespect football. The Big Ten is pretty, <laughs> yeah, a pretty good conference to throw fifty touchdowns. There's a lot of great quarterbacks come out of that conference, and yeah. although it's not the NFL. It ain't far off, right? You know, you're playing against some guys who are going to be starting on Sundays in the NFL at corner, linebacker, D-line, and, and so on. <clears throat> I do. I think Dwayne needed to focus, and I think he, you know, the, the situation in Washington helped him refocus and then going to Pittsburgh, which was a great organization, helped him gain confidence that he needed because you know what it is. The, the difference between a guy who's a startup and a backup, it's 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 very um, minimal, right? You yeah. know, so you have to be able to you you got to be on point. You got to be on the edge, and you always got to be ready to go. And it takes a lot of discipline and dedication to the game to be the best. Yeah, I think Mike Tomlin was going to be just what he wanted. I mean, Ryan Day mm-hmm. even talked about that. We got mm-hmm. to speak to him, to him today about it. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hey, last thing, you're close with his with his family and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, our heart goes out. <clears throat> these folks you've yeah. known them for a long time now and yeah. stuff and i don't know what's what, what you as a a confidant and stuff what would what would be your encouragement what would you be your encouragement not just to them but to Dwayne had a lot of fans a lot of friends mm-hmm. out there and stuff what would you just tell them about him that uh, could maybe help them get through this right now yeah it's pretty tough it's 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 pretty hard thing to get through and his, his family is still in shock and it's, it's devastating to a lot of friends and teammates. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think we all got to realize that life is short yeah. <laughs> and we got to, you know, m- maximize the moment and opportunity. And <clears throat> if, if you think about Dwayne and you says, wow, like, you know, he's 24 years old and he has so much potential and so much to offer you know we're excited to see what, what what's going to happen I think we all should take us we, we should all take a look at ourselves and say, are we doing everything we can do today to maximize our potential be the best version of ourselves yeah yeah dude it made me do that I mean uh you know I mean uh, on Saturday I just go boy you just get wrapped up in all kinds of things watching the masters you know all this stuff's mm-hmm. going on and then boy this sledgehammer comes out of left field and it uh it does make you take stock. Hey, Sean Springs, man. 
as usual, great conversation with you, man. I don't know if, yeah. if, you, if you bring out the best in me or if I bring out the best in you, but I no, think you, just- you got me used to, I used to get me in trouble. You know, I got banned from talking to you for three months after I talked about the whole <laughs> Keith Poole. And so, no, it was actually 96 when I, I talked crazy the whole time about how many catches I would let people have. <laughs> Coach Cooper stuff. He's like, do not talk to Tim May no more about what you're going to do and give the other team fuel. I was like, hey, you know, you, the, the great thing you the great thing I like about guys like you, and there have been a few of you guys come through Ohio State, you never know what's going to – the best guys to interview the ones where you never know what's going to come out of their mouth. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you kind of go, well, wait a minute, he's in his fourth year now. He's got to know – He's got to have an ulterior, an ulterior motive here, what he's saying. You know what I mean? And, uh, but you're exactly right. I mean, you got to admit, I didn't try to jerk it out of your mouth, but when it came no, out, didn't. I didn't. But you, I, but you, but. When I got it in the boat, I kept it in the boat. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't yeah, throw yeah. that fish back. Yeah. Hey, hey Springs, what do you think about this this receiver at Notre yeah. Dame? Oh, yeah, Tim, he's sorry. But you know what? <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you what, though, man, 1995, Ron Palace is going at Sean Spring. I go, you got to be kidding me, right? You got to be kidding me. That's one of the great interceptions in Ohio Stadium history. Oh, God, that was a pretty sweet pick. Remember the guy ran a stop and you just ran the uh, fade? The guy, you know, no, he actually, was fade. Trying to run a, he actually was trying to run a fade. I tell me and Derek Mays talked about it. we ended up being teammates in Seattle yeah. and I jammed him That's up right. at the line. And uh, so we, we, we talked about that. That was my second favorite play of my own my own personal play of myself that was my second favorite oh, what was what was number one man i don't even know tim you might need to investigate it if we played michigan up there the year obviously tim biaka but took a ran wild but oh, mercury, yeah. mercury hayes jumped up and caught the ball with one hand and i jumped over his back and took and never put my other hand on no one even knows what it is it went yeah. to a timeout no one talks about if it was an interception a fumble and they talk about the woods in one hand catch that was the best play i've ever made in my career of all years playing football Dude, I'm getting a flashback when I have you back on because we're going we're going to come back on because we're going to talk about a lot of things that are interesting about you and your life, uh, especially after football where you've tried to make a difference. But I'm going to look that up, and get a clip, and we're going to run it, man. Uh, yeah, uh, we're going to figure it out. But ladies and gentlemen, this is Sean Springs. Sean Springs, thanks for joining me. All right, thank you.